need a 5,000 square foot salon. Really. All these questions you've got to ask yourself. Why can't they just downsize? It's as simple as that. You want to save your business, downsize. All businesses do it. When businesses are suffering, they're downsize. Broadcasting from Essex, it is 20th of February 2021 and you're listening to Salonomics. The Bitcoin price is currently $57,170. It's gone up, Joe. I'm your host, Aaron Dawn, and joining me once again from North London is my hair, Genghis Khan, <laughs> Joe Memet. How yeah. are you? I'm really good, mate. Fantastic, though, isn't it? Absolutely gorgeous. Uh, it's warmer, isn't it? it what really a difference is. a week makes. We was um, under we was under six inches of snow last week, and now it's ten degrees, and I feel like putting me shorts on, mate. Well, you know, I you know I'm rebuilding my Ducati motorbike, right? You know, it's been okay. it's been um, in the workshop for what five months now. Now today we're going to saw it, mm. and I tell you, the sun's shining. I'm thinking myself, what a beautiful sight. I just can't wait to get that machine back on the road in this glorious world. I think when, when the weather's beautiful in London, there's no other place in the world to be in, I think. Really? Yeah. Underneath all that smog and smoke and nah. traffic and noise pollution and I mean, expensive uh, bottles yeah, of water. Look, I mean, you know, bef before we go to this sort of subject, right, I just let me say, tell you something about London, right? The beauty about London, right, is that everything's eye level. You know, if you go to New York, right, you've got to keep looking up, haven't you? Right? What, you the know? skyscrapers? Right? Yeah, exactly. And you're looking okay. up all the time, right? Hence why people get mugged all the time, because you're always looking up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right? But like with London, everything's eye level. And then, you know, you look at, you look at, you look ahead of you, right? You just see the beautiful landscape and beautiful buildings and you look at the road. Paris is beautiful in small pockets. You know, Milan is beautiful in small pockets. We just speak the small city. But London's big. I mean, where I lived, to where I went, to where I came back, and I did a bit of shopping as well, right? It's just mm. beautiful. You know, it's always... A, it's just a wonderful city. To, so to when you move in then, Joe? I, I live in London. You, no, I know you live in London, but when are you going to move out? When are you going to realise that, that uh, you know, the country... And the fresh air and the sea air and all that is so much better for your soul. No. Well, I'm going to come and stay with you when you move to your country house anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so one, yeah, anytime, you know, once mate. a week. Yeah. Anytime. Anyway. Well, you know, yeah. by that stage, you know, social distancing will be at 100 metres. So you'll just have to, <laughs> you'll just have to wave at me from my uh, driveway. Yeah. Do you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the way it's going, mate. That's the way it's going. Anyway, um, yeah. that's a good segue into what I wanted to talk about today. Yeah. Um, when hairdressers can reopen in England. Um, you know, there's a lot being said on Monday morning. Uh, Boris is roadmap to reopening, as it's been beautifully phrased. Um, so, yeah, shall we talk about that? Well, shall I tell you exactly when it's going to be reopening? Go on then, do you know? Mid-April. And how do you know this? A great source, right, Told the yeah. Sun newspaper and the Sun published it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, apparently inside information from, from the Sun newspaper, yeah. right, that the, um, there, there's gonna be, there was a roadmap being, um, being sort of like put into place now, right, which everything will start next week type of thing, yeah? Yeah. But, but until, until the, they've, got, they've got enough data to sort of say that they don't want to rush 
into this ease ease of the lockdown too quickly so it's going to be staggered certain industries going to be staggered right and um hairdressing goes out to the bottom of the list okay wow. so so what do you mean uh, you mean bottom of the list as in we're we're going to be the last to open well one of the last one the, the last one's going to be the beauticians apparently sure. because of the the close contact um the the, the hairdressing is is going to be sort of like prior to yeah, slightly before them. Mm. So you, you're talking about if this, they're going to start easing from March next, what, well, two weeks' time, then, you know, stage by stage by stage, um, hedge salons will sort of like look to um, mid April, which actually is Easter, right? Mm. If I, if I, if yeah. You know, my, my well, um, I looked in the blue, uh, the blue book of predictions, and I'm right because I said salon opening in April and you said May. So if that's correct, then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I deserve a round of applause. I'm only two weeks that, mate. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But um, yeah, yeah, I think it's very much going to be very similar to last year, isn't it? We'll soon yeah. see. Once the restaurants, pubs open, then yeah. we'll probably be about four weeks behind. So yeah. um, I did see an interesting story on the news this morning about a, a young entrepreneur who had opened up a mobile pub and he's essentially got like one of these little vans that has beer on tap and you can book him to come over all your pals in the garden and he's serving beer at six pound a pint from his mobile brilliant yeah, you know what that is that is absolutely amazing because that's the one thing i always loved about the british right was their ingenuity to be creative in dark situations absolutely right and the, and yeah you know we talk about it in a minute and this is what i find very very uh, so great in on me about our industry right well, there's and, nothing know, more british than the good old-fashioned british pub mate is there it? is a but but you know but you, you you create things from it you know look at so like during the blitz people like you you know we talked about it before people started their hair done they still went to dance halls they still mm. went to the cinema you know yeah. Uh, and that know, was with a visible threat as well. Yeah, you could actually uh, hear and see the bombs. It, it, exactly. You, you know what I mean? And now, so people, whatever, um, whatever the sort of situation is, right? They, it's all panic stations. So, but the British are so good at being inventive and creative in, in these situations. Um, and and bravo to this guy. I think it's fantastic. I really do believe that is, it is for the moment. It, it probably died down once uh, everything eases off, but you know what? He's going to milk it while he can. Good yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and in a lot of respect, you know, I suppose that's why, you know, mobile and freelance hairdressers have such a distinct advantage at the moment, right? Yeah, it, it, this is it. And, and, and it will continue. Mm. It will continue. So yeah. it, it, I, I think, you know, the, 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 um, the, the lockdown... Of, of, for our industry when it, when it reopens like you actually up it will open up more roads for the hairdressers the mobile industry as well because right now i think people are still scared to get their hair done um so once the easing off uh, gets it to place I, I think that a lot more of mobile hairdressers will be busy as well i really do sure sure i agree with you um so then mate um so what you know what what can we look into in terms of this roadmap for reopening? So if, if April, middle of April is is what they're saying, mm-hmm. um, you know, what can we look to do to be ready? Well, look, I don't have a salon, okay? 
Now, the, the, the selling owners are, um, as you know, right, there's, they're all up in arms about uh, when are we going to open. But I, I don't understand why they, they're in a hurry to start reopening anyway. I, I think they should sort of like look at sort of restructuring the, the whole. Each salon is different, okay? Mm. You know, so like you've got John Collardos, you've got Mats, you've got Neville's, you've got Daddy Goers. You, you know, I could sort of name you hundreds of hairdressers, salons, and they're all different. And each one has to react very differently to, to the situation. So a, a roadmap is a guideline. It's the interpretation that they will sort of like have to um, interpretate to, to how they're going to get their business back on. Because a roadmap is there, but doesn't mean the clients will come through walking through a door. Yeah, that is an important distinction to make, isn't it? Like We yeah. don't know how the landscape of the hairdressing business will change going forwards. Um, we don't know how much the fear you know, has affected people. That's right. Um, like we've said in previous shows, yeah. our clients are used to going three months without a hair service now due to yeah. the previous lockdown. Yeah. So this is nothing new to them. Um, so, it, it, it's you know, it's going to be them. interesting to see to see what changes can be implemented to get that back. Um, I mean, I was looking at 24-hour opening being available 24 hours a day. How about that as a as a as a practical thing that you can do to to you know to at least open the potential up of having the same amount of appointments available post you know post COVID than you had pre COVID. Well, look, look, there's a lot of logic to that, right? In in, in an awful lot of sectors of business, because mm. you know you pay for rent, okay? So mm. why why would you open from nine to six when? That if you pay that that rent rush should be generating for, for uh, well, the space that you're paying for is 24 hours a day, 24 7, mm. right? So, if you actually saw it going to be utilizing from nine to six, and like I said to explain to you before, right, but as zone A, B, and C works, then you know the time factor is very important as well when it comes to rent. So, if you can actually open 24 hours a day, even if you earn say two, three hundred quid in between, say. Eight o'clock in the evening till six o'clock in the morning, you actually pay that part of the rent already. You mm. know what I mean? So there's a lot of logic to that. Now, if it works, that I don't know, because our body, as hairdressers, our body clock is not used to working those hours. It doesn't matter if you go to bed at four o'clock and you wake up at ten o'clock. It, it doesn't matter. It, it's it's how trained your eye is to working in that. Um, that sort of time zones because sure. I, I, I can't I can't see it working. It it needs to be looked into and and done very staggeredly, very slowly. I think. Okay. There was so, there, there was a yeah, salon. Sorry, there was a salon. I'm just trying to remember. Um, in fact, he did try to do a 24 hour salon in Soho. Mm. It didn't work. It didn't I, work. I wonder why. Is it is it because of the reasons you're saying that, you know. Uh, is it a, a case of people just not aware that salons can potentially open twenty four hours, or is it just people, uh, you know, in the in the darkness of the well, nights don't want to? I think it's dark. Yeah, Look, there's as as sort of freelancers, right? We 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 can we can work all hours of the day ourselves, okay? Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I mean, you know, you regularly uh, up at 5am in the morning it, 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 to, exactly. to go under a client before it, it, they go to work or exactly. whatever. Exactly. You know? and, and I've done, I've done sort of many, uh, many uh, Arabs um, who wake up at 11 o'clock at night and, you know, they go to a casino for breakfast. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. so, that's, so I am used to working those. I, but I think the, the guy who I put up a start, I'm just trying to bring him his name. Because he, he, did, he did have a reputation for charging the most expensive haircut as well. Because um, Soho is such a dynamic area as well, so 24-7, because all the clubs are there, all the bars, all the trendies, all that. And it didn't work. I, I, I just think it's to get the staff is, is an issue, because at that time, you want the best staff. And also, are people really in a mood to get their hair done at um, 1 o'clock in the morning? Well, I suppose it depends. Like you say, it depends on the local economy, right? If you've yeah. got a load of night shift workers that are working, um, you know, working all night, and and same if you've got you know people like nurses that are working all day, um, yeah. it could be a good day, a good thing to wind down at the end of someone's day, as as well as being a relaxing procedure at the beginning of someone's day. I suppose you know we are in a, a lifestyle where the internet has basically made everything twenty four seven now. Yeah. Um, but in order to combat coronavirus and the lack of, or you know, the removal of fifty percent of the available appointments, you know, I think certain logical solutions like this have to be at least considered. Of course, look, figure on my feet here. Now, it's a very good marketing campaign you could do from it. See, let's take, um... for example, if I want to go, I mean, look. There's a 24-7 uh, Tesco's down the road for me. Yeah. I hate going to Tesco's at lunchtime because it is full of people. It takes me an hour plus to go and do shopping at like a family shop at Tesco's at lunchtime. If I go in the evening at 7, 8, 9, 10, 12 yeah. o'clock at night, it takes me 20 minutes. You still got the same products though? Exactly the same products. Okay. Exactly the same products. Okay. It's quieter in there. It's just easy. You should come you know, a little bit. There's, there's something about, you know, something about shopping in the dead of night. It's actually quite... It's eerie, and obviously it, take, it's, it takes a bit of getting used to, but, you know, you generally yeah. get better offers, actually. You know, well, I, well, well, this is what I was saying, right? My, my, my sort of, like, idea would be, right, let, let, let's take... Uh, who's one of the biggest sellers around? Uh, uh, um, Daniel Galvin, Joe Hansford, Nicky Clark, Neville's, Richard Wars, all, you know, whatever, right? Now, they've got a price range which is out of reach for a lot of people, okay? Now, yeah. you talked about the, the nice shift workers, nurses, bus drivers, taxi drivers, you know, train drivers, all these kind of people. Sure. Right? Now, wouldn't these sounds, right, be, benefit, like, say, if, they, if they've got customers to come in and say, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock. I say about 6 o'clock, up to about 5 o'clock in the morning, right? Mm. And they can get their hair done in these prestigious salons, half the price. Be amazing, wouldn't it? I think, wouldn't that be a great idea? That would be a great marketing thing. Yeah. I mean, not to say that they wouldn't come in uh, all the time at 3 a.m. in the morning, you know, but it might be that little introduction that someone needs to go, oh, I'd love to come in here on the Saturday. What, what, I mean, what this, is, this is it. This, they could, yeah, I mean, I, I was going to say, you know, this is something I was talking about with Go Salon about a dynamic pricing feature, yeah. um, where essentially, you know, those appointments. Think of Ryanair. You know, Ryanair, the yeah. prices of each flight 
of each seat on the flight changes daily depending on how popular it is popular that flight is yeah G generally in the city obviously the the weekend appointments aren't as popular as like monday to friday but locally the most popular appointments are on saturday right yeah. if there was a premium for saturday appointments yeah. and people got to you know pay extra for those premium appointments it could enable another option or another layer of appointments for you know other stylists to do monday to thursday when they're not so quiet yeah, uh, sorry exactly. when, they, when they're more quiet because yeah. they're, they're offering cheaper appointments well, well treat well treat well does that doesn't it they, they, you know if you, if you go on their website right treat well <laughs> i hate treat but, well but, but yeah but, yeah, but they, they, they they do that don't they so like if you book a certain time you get certain percentage off your or you know lastweek.com type of thing they, sure. they are there but 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 I, I i just think the way people's psychology is right so say say you went to daniel gabby got your hair cut at uh, three o'clock in the morning right and you paid 25 quid where you know so nine to six right it's like 100 quid yeah yeah now, you want to tell your friend you had your hair cut at three o'clock at daniel gabby you said i went to daniel gabby and got my hair cut sure you know it it was a great well great do you remember the um the london olympics now I, I try to get tickets for the um, hundred meters final, okay? Yeah. Uh, or any track and field event really. I, mean, I, I couldn't get any. And but there were tickets available for the um, the the Paralympics, you know. And if you if you remember, the Paralympics was just as successful uh, as the Olympics was, right? But I don't know anybody who went to the Paralympics because they all said they went to the hundred meters final. Or they all went to the 400 meters final. They saw this, they saw that. But no one's ever said to me, they went to the Paralympics, but they all went to the Olympics. And it kind of made me feel, oh, I missed out, right? But in theory, what they did, they actually went to the Paralympics, but said they went to the Olympics instead. Ah. You, do you know what I mean? So it's a status thing, isn't it? It's, it's a status thing. Like, it's exactly. a look at the Joneses, it's look yeah. at me. Exactly. And, and, and I think, and if, <laughs> if, exactly, but if sellers right, to these top sellers right, would think like that, right? They could actually get a whole new audience. They, they would actually be promoted them as well at the same time, right? Because word of mouth is the greatest source of, uh, of recommendation, right? Yeah. It, it doesn't matter if you go at 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 6 o'clock, whatever. Word of mouth still. So it's, it's a double whammy. Mm. I, I, you know, it's a good point you made about so like um, the the twenty four hour thing. It, it, it's up to them to sort of like um, take um, take pause on that. It's not for us to force it up to them, is it? No, of course. Well, like I say, you know, we're just offering you know logical solutions yeah. and suggestions. You know, you take them and you run with them. Yeah. That's something that your staff are looking to implement and. You know, it is a solution to I mean, getting around the fifty percent less um, appointments available. Um, look, yeah, of a, of a can, salon. So can we so can can we just talk about that? Um, uh, are, we, are we done with the uh, the salon? Well, I don't know. I mean, uh, what is the roadmap? I mean, have you studied this Boris's roadmap? Uh, is, I, I mean, is is it just fluff at the moment? Do we actually know? Because I might my argue. I mean, is there going to be a tier based reopening? So is it all going to be done on area based on our numbers? Is it going to be done on a certain area is going to be you know allowed to go back into tier three? You know, is it going to be subtle like that, or is it going to be 
across the country, nationwide, everyone's allowed to open. Okay, you know, this, I, this, I, this is this is what I, this is what the information I've got in front of me, right? What what to on. expect from Boris's roadmap out of lockdown? Okay. Yeah. Socialising. Two households are expected to be able to meet up outdoors by Easter. Okay. Right. Uh, restrictions are eased further. People will be limited to meeting just one other household indoors or obeying the rules of six outdoors. Okay. In early, July, early June, it will be expanded to rule of six indoors before returning broadly back to normal by early July. July? Why July? <coughs> the weather's like, better. Last year wasn't the peak of the virus, the first week of April. The first week of April, yeah. And well, because I, I, we've spent a year in lockdown, we've spent a year dealing with COVID, you know, that peak's going to come a lot, lot earlier this year. I mean, obviously it already has. January the 6th, I believe, the peak was yeah. this year. Um, because we've all built up a certain amount of um, T-cell immunity to it. But anyway, that's, you know, I don't want to... Let's look at the practical practicalities of what that what that's saying then. So this rule of six isn't going to change until July. Yeah. So, um, I mean, but, 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 people, but people are already breaking those, those rules, right? I mean, obviously, you're going to get some people who, who yeah, uh, no, of course, of yeah, course. But, but no, we want to yeah, look at the rules the because rules, exactly. you know, we are sticklers for the rules, of we course. don't like too many rules. The rules kind of suffocate everyone. We, 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 don't, we don't want to advocate anarchy, do we? <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, we do. We do. Uh, we do want to advocate anarchy. Well, do. I mean, look, there's a misconception around anarchy. People uh, relate anarchy to the Sex Pistols and Johnny Rotten of like smash, smash everything. But anarchy really is the opposite of politics. Yeah. It's just the the ideology of you know I'm against politics. Um, so that's kind of you know what anarchy is. But right. so. In terms of rules, yeah, there's got to be rules. There's got to be consequences to the rules, etc., etc. But you know, it's everyone should have enough knowledge and enough um, enough about themselves to be able to understand the laws and the guidelines and implement them safely, based on their own circumstance. Because this right. is what the guidelines <laughs> always say. That's right. That's right. They always give you this caveat of. Um, you know, if you can, or if it allows. Do you know what I mean? There's always this little um, caveat at the end, which basically gives you leeway on the rules. Well, you see, going back a little bit on the on the rules, right? See, in Wales, the, everything's going to start reopening a lot sooner. Even hairdresser salons, right, are going to be opening on March the fifteenth. So, what's to stop everyone from Bristol? Swindon and you know and those towns right on the border of Wales just pop into Wales to have their hair done. I'll tell you something, the Welsh won't allow you to come in, mate. <laughs> they be they will be barricading there. They will have the police, the Welsh police. And they're tough motherfuckers, the Welsh police, mate. They really are tough. Yeah, Pretty but... shitty city. Did you see that movie? No, I never seen it. Which one? Oh. Oh, I forget what it's called. It had Reese fans in oh, it. Oh, uh, Twin uh, Town, I think. It was uh, yeah, 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 that's right. yeah. Um, yeah, no, I understand what you're saying, but really, you you mean to tell me the police are going to be putting up barricades around oh, listen, the Welsh border? Oh, listen, there's there's only in, in the countries in Gloucestershire and the Cotswolds, right? Yeah, you know, they the locals are sort of banning anyone going driving near their um, their no road. that sounds so, like propaganda to me no no and, and in summer in sandbags and think, yeah seriously right they if you know a local 
right? And local people know that know their locals. Yeah. You're not you're not welcome. It's wow. as simple as that. You know, go well, back. Go listen, back. it's interesting. It's an interesting thought experiment. I can I can see people because this was this was the other thing I was going to say. You know, if there is the tier because we had this in the lo- the tier two, tier three, yeah. tier four lockdowns. Uh, apparently, just before Christmas, Colchester was the only town in Essex that was in tier two. That was, okay. And obviously, lots of people, and obviously, most of Essex was in tier four. And as we found out during that period, that was the county council pleading with the government, please put us in lockdown uh, in tier four because we get more money per <laughs> resident if you put us in. Do you know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah, all yeah. motivated by money. However, Colchester, for some reason, stayed in tier two. And people descended on Colchester to get their Christmas shopping done because it was the only place in Essex that that you could go shopping. Is it, you know is I mean? it, is so it because it's an army barracks store as well? Is it? There's a massive army barracks store, isn't there? There is that as well. So maybe that had something to do with it. But, I, I but my point is, you know, if we do go into this tier-based approach, you know, slow opening... What's to say people aren't going to jump in those places that are open and get their hair done so when the others, when the laggards come a, a, across to open, everyone's already had their hair done at, well, at that, in that town or that, you know, that salon that's based in that town that's a bit more, you know. Yeah. Well, I, I that's, you, that's my point. You know, no, no, I, I agree this, with you. If there isn't this opening all on the same day, there's going to be this, this flight to... You know, well, in in the roadmap, it does say it is not known yet when people will be able to travel around the country to see relatives. Right. Okay. So again, the police, right? You're giving you're giving more power to to the police, right? You're giving you're giving more um, autonomy, right? It's a yeah, sort of well, saying, you're giving them a reason to pull you yeah, over. Exactly. So that you, you know. I, so, and and that's, be- that's obviously, you know, terrible because half the time they allow an economic transaction to happen, you know. Yeah. So if you've got to travel for work, yeah. you're allowed to travel to work. Yeah. But you're not allowed to travel to see relatives. And well, this, this is, is where it. It, all get, it all becomes very slippery. Exactly, because, you you know, we could slowly slip into an authorial totalitarian society or a yeah. good state, really. So, well, again... I think we're already there, mate, to be Well, honest. it's very benign. I, I agree with you. It's very benign, definitely, 100%. Yeah. Hundred percent. So again, I said, yeah. I look. I I I agree what you're sort of saying, right? I don't know what the answer is, but I do know one thing, right? And, we, and I keep saying it before, salons may be shut, salon salon owners may be moaning, but people are still getting their hair cut. Sure. Me, really. So yeah, there's I, I, that. I, I just sort of stopped on that point there. So, I'm not so saying who's that, cutting their hair. No, no, no. <laughs> sure, but um, so. The Telegraph understands that the government is looking to implement a three-stage plan. Um, you know, once again, how do they understand it? You know, what's already been leaked and who's already out there? I mean, has Boris actually... I mean, this this announcement's happening Monday, right? Monday, the 22nd of Feb. Who advises We're, we're going to know a bit more. But obviously, like you say, there's certain journalists that kind of probably already know yeah know what's happening so obviously we'll have to update everyone next week once we get the details i, I mean right. i mean boris johnson is influenced by you've got the sage you got cobra oh, tortoise said tortoise said witty you're right well yeah. uh, you know so you've got all these people right and then they have a cover meeting and then and boris still comes up with a conclusion doesn't he so again it's all that information has been given to him 
I, I'm not saying he's responsible, but again, it's it's the data. These and these these science these professors. I mean, let's take Neil Ferguson for example, right? Dominic Do we Cameron. have to? Do we have to get embroiled in a conversation about these idiots? You know, I'd rather well, it, not give them oxygen at this well, stage. No, I, no. I just really want to. I just want to really stick to. Yeah. You know, the plan of non-essential retail could open in April, following the opening of schools in March. What's to say yeah. schools go back in March? They undergo this mass testing program on school kids again. The false positives go up, and then non-essential isn't allowed to open in April because you know schools have gone back. You know. There's, there's potentially that that uh, vector that we have to, um, you know, guard yeah. against as well, well right? What I don't understand about school reopening is, say, March, March the 8th, I believe, right? Yeah. And then they've got Easter break afterwards, haven't they? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. But the thing is, how can the, econ- the, how can the economy as a whole get back to business with school kids sat at home, you know, there's yeah, there's lots yeah. of people in our industry that are, you know have to look after kids, mate. Do you know what mm. I mean? So the kids have to get back to school first before anything can can open fully, right? Well, I I, I got I don't have children, unfortunately, so I I, I it's not some something I've thought about or, or I could talk about to be honest with you because I don't have children. So well, I, as a father, I yeah. need my kids to be in school so I can plan my schedule right. for the week yeah yeah I, that, do you know I, what i mean yeah because I, I know every time i try to talk to you sometimes i, I can't um i can't yeah. converse because the kids come first i I, sure. I I understand your predicament really yeah. so what do you think is the best answer to that then like i say um obviously they think they'd be overly cautious and doing this staggered approach but i just really think that I just think, oh, pin, pin your colour to the mast. Just open everywhere, just now. Just hurry up. But then, stop, uh, you know, uh, stop stalling. Nothing's going to change, you know. If the cases go up again, big deal. Well, this you is it. I mean, what, I mean, the data's come out now, Joe. About you know, twenty twenty has only been. Oh, I've got to get this right. But at the last thirty years, it was only the fourteenth high highest in excess deaths. Right. Do you know what I mean? So you yeah. got you got to think to yourself. Well, what happened in those other thirteen years that were more um, morbid than last year? Do you know but, what I mean? And what, why didn't things change? So, yeah. do you, do you uh, think? Do you think right? So like, if if everything opened at the same time, you know, this all hmm. like this, yeah, easing off, then people would just rush in, and no. No, because we don't Do you know think how people... many are fearful. I think the second you get maximum capacity, people will trickle in. You know, look what happened with Sadiq Khan, the London mayor, um, when he decided to close down the tube network. You know, people had normally, what, 20 trains per hour to get on? Sadiq Khan went, no. So all of a sudden, you had, a, you had loads of people all scrambling for one train an hour. And that's what these lockdowns or this staggered reopening does. You have thousands of people all trying to get into one place. At yeah, one. but Sadiq Khan was just—he he is such an awful. He's not—he's not a student. No, I know, man. but the principle's yeah. the same. Yeah. You know yeah. that idea of we're going to take this staggered, measured approach because yeah. humans aren't measured a no. lot of the time. No. They're just like, I want a haircut. Yeah. I want to go and get a haircut. The strong—the fit survivors. The survivors. If we open everywhere up at the same time, boom, there's 
massive capacity to deal with it. But if we open Southend first and then Wickford the week after and then Chelmsford and we do it like that on a town-by-town -town council basis, then everyone in Southend is going to be fully booked and there might not be that trick but how would it, but how would, for the rest but, of the town. But how would it work so. in London? Let, you know, let's take our industry, for example. Say we're to staggered um, openings, right? Mm. How would it work in, in our sector? Because if, if you could open up and have to wait a week, right? So you've already got a week advantage, haven't you? That's right. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't want anybody to right. have that advantage. Right. I just want it to be fair right. for right. everyone. And right. fair for everyone is let's open the doors. Let's see what happens. Right, right, right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think there's been too many uh, cooks in the kitchen all putting their tuppence worth in like what you're saying with sage committee like with chris like with all of these experts throwing their hat into the ring yeah we yeah. don't know we, nobody yeah. knows what's going to happen but there's too many people that have an a, a you know an overinflated opinion of what's going to happen and these are the idiots that are basically telling us what to do and when it does go against them they then don't take any accountability for the the you know for the, the rules and for the, the strategies put forward, you know. So I just think, look, we've had enough of this. The whole country has had enough of it. We don't know whether there will be this flooding back of people into the, the economic environment. So let's right. just open the doors yeah. and find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree with that. I, I, I can accept that. I Brilliant. accept that. Uh, the, my, my reservation is that I don't think you could trust people to behave accordingly. That's that's just one, that's just one, one nagging thought in my head. Sure, but I think you have to you have to kind of police that when it comes. Yeah. Not yeah. suffocate everybody just in case there's one percent that may not be behaving right. themselves. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Don't punish ninety nine percent of people because of one percent. That's and, what I'm saying. And, and more likely, right, that one percent will be on television moaning, groaning, and complaining. <laughs> You know exactly. I mean? yeah. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So now we've yeah. solved that. Yeah. Uh, we can move on to the next subject matter, which is, you want to speak a little bit about the Save Our Salons campaign because it's accelerating, and obviously uh, they've got a, a line in the sand, which is Wednesday, I believe, to try and get as many people oh, uh, filling in surveys and writing to their MPs, and obviously, the industry as a whole is looking towards Rishi Sunak's first budget. Uh, which is in March sometime for some kind of, hopefully, a bone he's well, going to throw to the industry. Well, I, well, I, I, I read that the furlough scheme is going to be extended till summer. Summer will be, what, June, July, August, right? Okay. So, but then, yeah, we, we were talking about it. What's, what's, the, um, the, what's the numbers now? What's the, the campaign to save our son? I mean, I mean, what's the total now they reached to? Oh, uh, well, I'm not sure. I, I've just been going on the previous uh, parliament petition, uh, right. which was, you know, reduce VAT to 5% for the hair and beauty industry in line with hospitality. That was launched, I believe, in October last year. Mm. Um, and that's still at twenty-seven thousand. Right. So, like you said, couple, couple. Of, what next week, isn't it? That uh, six-month um, period. Uh, let's have a look. It's uh, yeah. The dead. No, sorry. The deadline is twenty-first of April. So there. Um, uh, basically, all petitions run for six months. So this petition was started in October. Uh, we are now February the twentieth. So we've got you know. A little over eight weeks. Anyway, let me let me go back to the uh, the uh, that thing that we saw, right? We we talked about, it, but I was watching um, you know 
just watching TV, so I did a TV, right? And um, the London News, and, and there was a couple of hairdressers who came about. Oh, yes, about. yeah, you were saying, yeah, um, on um, local news, local uh, news let's right. explain to the, the listeners, um, there was a news report, you know, done on ITV News, That's or right. was it? Or was well, it London, London News, yeah, it's part yeah. of the ITV network, right? Yeah, so um, essentially it was, you know, just talking about the great reopening. Uh, you know, salons hopefully looking to open as soon as possible. And they, they went and interviewed a couple of salons. One in Shoreditch. One in Shoreditch. What was the name of that salon? Um, it was a very, really no, no, tra- no transgender, no, no texture. Yeah, no gender. Yeah, no, no, no texture. No, no gender. No gender. No texture. No hair. <laughs> Brilliant. I mean, has there ever been a more bizarre? Uh, salon name in history, but yeah, there you well, go. That, well, that was on their canopy, right? So I don't know if that was called that was there, but that was on their canopy. Um, sure. Really, but uh, but yeah, but but the, yeah, the, the interesting thing about that guy, right? Who's talking? I, I, I forgot his name. He he works. He's selling established in a place where it's of work. He, he realizes his his clientele, right? Don't live in Shoreditch. They're working soldiers. So he's actually sort of like already. Um, trying to solve the problem by having a mobile hairdresser service, right, mm. for for his clients. Because if they're not working from uh, from office, they're they're going to be at home, right. So he's he's quite happy to go to them, basically speaking, within the salon environment, right. So he's actually mm. being very proactive. Now we we then interviewed, you know, sort of like sort of one of my um, ex um, bosses, right. Uh, Elena Nevels, and she, and she was talking about her business, and and she was talking about sort of like what she expects the government to be doing um, to help them. I don't think she was talking. She wanted clarification. She wanted help. She wanted data. She wanted information. She wanted help, basically speaking, because their business is suffering um, in this lockdown. Then I'm saying to myself. Why does she need the government to help them? Because at the end of the day, whatever the government does in this furlough scheme, and you and I probably know, right, we're going to be paying for it at the end of the day. All right? So the, the taxpayers, okay? Yeah, there's going to be price increase, there's going to be this, there's going to be hikes everywhere. So whatever the government spends now, the taxpayers are going to eventually pay for it in the long run. So I'm saying to myself, I'm taking Anna in, into... Um, the equation. I was thinking about all the other people that we've sort of been talking, uh, we've been sort of hearing them, the Richard Ward, the Lukosha, Danny Gavin, all these, all these top hairdressers, right? They're all asking for government handout, but not one of them has come up with a solution themselves because every salon is different for a start. I, I told you before, right? So, so Ellen's got her own problems. Richard Ward's got their own problems. Now, why does Toby Decker? Why does he need six salons in a pandemic? Why does Luke Hutchinson need five or six salons? Why does Richard Ward need a 5,000 square foot salon? Really, All these questions you've got to ask yourself. Why can't they just downsize? It's as simple as that, really. Mm. You want to save your business, downsize. All businesses do it. When businesses are suffering, they're downsize. Okay? Mm. These people are not prepared to downsize. So what does it tell you? It it tells me that they're greedy. It, <laughs> it does. Okay. It does. Okay. So, so once again, I will um, 
I will put the side of the salon owners and uh, please do. You. And at the end of the day, Joe, they've built their business up over twenty years. I on mean, the, on the back of who? Well, off the stylist, their brand. You know, they've built something up over twenty uh, years. I, I, Why I, wouldn't they want some kind of protection? No, they don't have to restart because then they ne they never had the consideration in the first place. Because I know, as a son, I, I work for these people, right? And I work for them. They know me very, very well, so they, they they can they can come and question me anytime they want. Right? I'm quite happy to confront them. Now I know one thing: why would Eleanor not confront them? You want to converse with converse? Them, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, just say, if, they, if they disagree with me, right? Yeah. I'm quite happy to engage with them. Sure. And I, why would why do they have influences? Why do they sort of become sort of a, a loyal ambassador or whatever? Why do they want to be the forefront of this industry of, of the industry? And at the same time, right, they're all they're all fighting for the same client that you got and I've got. They they're quite happy to steal my clients, and steal sure. your clients, right? But doesn't every industry need its rock star? It it needs a rock star, right? Which is, a, which is a spokesperson for the industry. You know, yeah. I agree with you. But these, these hairdressers, they're not, they're not spokespeople for the hairdressing industry. Now, let's take, let's take um, Jane, Jane Lewis, Jane or Lewis, right? She's talking to four hairdressers. Jane Lewis or. Jane Lewis or, right? She's talking to Helen Ward, Toby Dicker, Stephen Nurse, who, you know, I, I don't know him, but obviously he works for Daniel Go, and Lou Kirchison. And they're talking about, we should all stick together. Why did she not get someone who works in an Afro salon? Um, Desmond, um, Dwight, you, you know, Dwight, what's it, you know, the guy we know, right? Dwight Isaacs and... Yeah, you know, sort of uh, Artie Ethel's in Peckinmire Street or, you know, sort of Martha in Scotland. Why didn't she get a diverse group of hairdressers talking? No, point. she gets a group of the, the, um, the niche, the elites, and they go, oh, we go do this, we go do this. I'm sorry. They really are insulting the, me as a hairdresser, okay? Because I know they're insulting me because they're pretending to be friends, they're pretending to be families. Well, I know damn right that I only think about themselves. That, well, okay. this is because you're a sovereign hairdresser, Joe, isn't it? And you no. don't care for the bureaucracy I, of the industry. You've never needed it, and you never will. I know, I, that, that, that's... For a start, I, I, I didn't play today game, fair enough, right? But the, because I know the fundamental flaw, I'm a caring person. Every hairdresser we know is a caring person. Absolutely. You know, it's, 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 it's in our DNA. That's the beauty about hairdressers. But when you've got these people who pretend to be, you know what? I, th I think it's time they actually went away and a whole new breed of people come along, right? And, and saw... Restore, like relaunch the industry, really, because they're too old in the tooth, as far as I'm concerned. Because they're, they're against change. Is that is that what you're saying? Of you're saying that, that you know this is an opportunity to become a business which is sleek, efficient, motivated. Yeah. Uh, and you know, um, I mean, Luke was talking about. Let's face it, our, our industry will continue to be here in 10 years time you know I, we still will be on the high street in 10 years time when most of the retail stores will have disappeared so what, what, if you can bet a bet on a, a business surviving this crisis it's, it's then our, i would bet on hairdressers that's right because 
robots ain't here to take our jobs anytime soon. Well, so it's still well, an amazing industry to get involved in. But we're course. saying that there's a few dinosaurs at the top of the industry. Which... It's holding it back. It's holding it back. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Right? And, and, it's, and they should just go away. I mean, I went away. I, I saw, like, sell my business. I was very fortunate that I got a great offer for my lease. I, I took it. And, and I t we were talked about it for many years ago. We saw the flaws in the, in the industry then, you know, six, seven years ago, we were talking about it. That's yeah, we, and obviously with the pandemic, ex um, it's been exacerbated, yeah. hasn't it? Oh, All the flaws have uh, basically come home to uh, roost. And yeah. I suppose those that are crying the loudest, like you, like what if I'm right in saying that the ones that are crying the loudest are the ones that haven't made the provisions in order to safeguard their business. Exactly. I mean, again, right. you know, I was, I was sort of talking with my wife. You know, my wife's in um, commercial property, right? Mm. And, and she came up with a fantastic idea how Neville could save his, career, uh, save his business. Right? How's that? He's got a freehold to this wonderful building, all right, in, mm. in, in prime area of London, right, sort of like um, Belgravia. Now, he could easily sell that to a venture capitalist, an investor or whatever, the building, and then he could lease it back for him for, say, 10 years. And he could get a favourable rent as well, probably five years, no rent-free, and the next five years at a reduced rate, right? So he could still keep his business, and in 10 years' time, right? Still keep the brand. Keep the brand, and in 10 years, because he's got no children to give it to, and I know he's got children, but no, it's not like Dan Hutchison or Daniel Galbraith, right, where they, their kids are actually in the business, right? They, they sure. can sort of take it on. Um, uh, you know, Neville's, Neville's kids, you know, so they're, they're not part of the business. I, sure. I, I don't know. So he can walk away then. No, thank you very much. You, do you know what I mean? So you can go study. But no, they have to go and beg the, the government to help them. It's still thinking sensibly, logically, thinking, you know what? Let's start to slow down. Let's start to downsize. Let's start to restructure. Mm. No, they want the government to help them out. They want this. They want this. I, it's just pure selfishness. Yeah, I think I understand. I think I had a lot of people, uh, friends of mine, that all work in different industries. And what I heard from pretty much all of them was that their businesses or their companies were getting rid of their offices, slashing their staff by 30%. That was the first thing they did. That's right. The first thing they did, they cut their expenses straight away in order to safeguard the future prospects, you know, the future of their business. Um, and, you know, I suppose that is thinking on your feet. That's being agile. That's um, right. That's know, being that proactive, right? Is proactive, yeah. yeah so. I mean, why, why did he sell, you know, these, why did they need a PR still? <laughs> you know what I mean? Why, why did they need influencers? To start yeah. campaigns. What for? You know, they they after they need these people to, to, to sort of target our clients, right? Because they can't they can't go and get their own clients. That's why they get these people. They cannot physically go and get their own clients, so they have to try and steal their clients. And yeah, well, status is a zero zero sum game. Uh, you know what? Role, and I've been I've been right in the mix of these salons, right? I wasn't fighting them because I've been I'm way ahead of them in in terms of. Uh, hairdressing ability and there's they can't question my uh, reputation so i could easily sort of like fend them off in, in an awful lot of areas 
But I do know, right, they will try and steal your head. They still, they will try and steal your other hairdressers. They're just trying to steal your clients through marketing, through promotions, whatever. You know what I mean? That, that their salon is better than my salon. Or your salon is no good because we do this. So that's how they market it. So they try and steal your clients. Not, you know what I mean? To try and influence sure. your clients. So they're not... Sure. <laughs> Client theft is right. Exactly. Yeah. I would have thought that there's a you know there's a big enough pie out there for everyone to have a nibble on though, right? Well, well the, listen, that's the way I was operating. I was believed right in, in a given working day in London, right? There was not not these days, but let's say sort of five six years ago. Well, when I was working, there was fourteen million people in, in it working and living in London, right? Mm. Tourists, everything, right? And there was about what I think about fifty five thousand addresses. Yeah. You divide it, there's enough clients there for every hairdresser. But no, yeah. you know, you you got someone like Neville's, you got someone like uh, Richard Ward, you got someone like Tony and Guys, you got they all want the same thing, they all want the, those. I mean, what percentage of your clients, um, you know, were recurring clients, Joe? I mean, did you have uh, a churn of clients, you know, that you do once and never see again, or were well, the majority of your clients, you know, friends or became favorite you know you became their favorite hairdresser well i'm i'm, I'm like my mind you know me you, know, you have a love me you hate me okay sure. you, you know what i mean I'm, no one's going to sort of say oh Joe's I, a nice I, I do hate my <laughs> right well. i mean there's one thing people could never they, they can never criticize was my haircutting skills right and they might criticize me as a person fine i could take that but as a hairdresser they couldn't criticize and, and, and the blow dry best blow dry in london at one point yeah that that rep as well so there was always that, that. Naomi, Naomi Campbell told me. <laughs> did she? Well. Oh, she, she did. Yeah, how many people do you know that does, does, does um, in their CV, right? They've done like, Naomi Campbell's there. I mean, how many well, people? I have. Do? Yeah, I have well, too. I've got pictures. I've got pictures, right? But I never, oh, no. I never bleat about it. <laughs> I never bleat about it. I know, you let me do that for you. Right? No, no, but I've done a lot of celebrity. Unless, yeah. what a hairdresser should do, right? If you don't cut a hairdresser celebrity's hair, you're not their hairdresser. You can blow dry it till the cows come up. If you don't cut it, she's not your client. End of. Sure. And on that note, Mr. <laughs> Mehmet, yeah. 50 minutes in, uh, like I say, we, we never, ever seem to get these things under 30. Like I no. say, it, it's testament to your rabbit skills uh, that you can just, you know, rant basically solo uh for a long time it's good no it's good um yeah no brilliant joe i think i think we just once again we, um just to summarize everything we've just got to wait till monday see what boris says uh you I, know I pull apart exactly what he says i, I don't um, i don't, don't want to see like i'm ranting right i just wish the, the industry would wake up oh no, you're passionate you're passionate yeah, exactly. you're giving a passionate uh, opinion about you know what you see happening in the space but the beautiful thing is though joe you've separated yourself from the space so you're from the outside looking in uh, which on, is a very powerful position uh, to be in. on behalf of the smaller hairdressers you, you know because you know no one speaking on behalf, behalf like i said to jane lewis oh she was talking to these sort of industry leaders industry leaders of what moaning mm. <laughs> complaining <laughs> begging <laughs> You know you're, you're gonna you're gonna get us banned uh, you know what 
they're, they're cut because I haven't said anything derogatory about them. I just, no. I just they'll start accepting Bitcoin and then, yeah, and then yeah, they yeah, can yeah, never yeah, ban yeah, us. Exactly. Um, yes. So then, Joe. Um, all right then. So save our salons futile. Would you agree? I, I, I always said it, mate. I always said it's futile. Always said futile, it. Futile. Uh, the the petitions futile. Writing to the politicians it, it, futile. Well, be like I said to you the other day, it, it was say, if, give up. Go go back, <laughs> go back home. Right. They should, what they should do, right, is go back home and start thinking about downsizing. It's as simple oh, as that. Right. Yeah, look, there you I, go, everyone. Give up. Give there up. There is no hope anymore. Give up. No, no, no. That's, give, right, that's no, the title of the show. No, no. Salon Limits 15. There's no hope anymore. Just everyone give up. Well, they're already downsized, Aaron, because they, they lost half their chairs. Sure. So Not if they open 24-7. And on that note, um, so then, so just to summarise, it's futile, p- petitions, campaigns, they're all nonsense. Uh, focus on you. Focus on upskilling yourself. Think outside the box, look after the clients that you have, and then hopefully new clients will gravitate towards you. Is that the message? Hopefully. That, was, that's, that's, that should always be the message. Always, always the message. Good always. chat. Good chat. So uh, we'll be back again next week once Boris has given us his grand plan. Um, we all love a grand plan, don't we, to dissect everyone? Um, so, um, yeah. You don't, so, you, don't cheers, hear, Joe. you don't want to hear about my mark bike then, my... Yeah, no, <laughs> not at all. Like, like, if it's been in a shop for six months, mate, I mean, probably best to give us the lowdown on it once you've actually got it out of the I, shop. I'll tell you something. I'll, I'll, you know what? I've got a classic motorbike. It's costing me a fortune, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, then get rid of it. Swap, no, it, swap no, no. it for a film poster. It, it, no, no, no. It gets to a point right where it, it, you can't get rid of it, cause, but then you think... I can't write just, it anymore. It's too expensive. Well, just to write. sell it. Well, just sell it for Bitcoin, <laughs> and then hopefully you'll be. Um, oh, can I give you a quick Bitcoin story? Go on. Go on. So about four years ago, my brother is a plasterer and an inventor. Uh, he come round. And he rendered my front wall for me. It only took him an hour. He's really fast. He's really good at his job. Anyway, but I didn't have any cash on me, so I said. Can, to can him, I ask you a question? Why would your Why would your brother charge you? Well, you know, I have to pay for his time. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and, and, you know, time service skill, Matt. Uh, time so, service skill. I, I charge him for giving him digital, you know, work. Right. Okay. Like okay. So you know, it's you know, it's it's a fair oh, ecosystem. Right, so yeah. You know, yeah. it's a bar system. You know, yeah. we transfer our skills to each other. Yeah. Um, blood's thicker than water, and all that, right? Anyway, so we come round, and um, I paid him in Bitcoin because he's like, oh, I don't want that. I'm like, no, trust me. It's the only cash I got on me at the moment. Let me send you some Bitcoin. And I'd sent him 70 quid in Bitcoin. 1.2 million Satoshis it was in 2017. Guess how much it was his his Bitcoin. He's, he's still got it because I asked him this morning. He's still, got, what, he's, still, now, he's still got one million Satoshis, right? He's still got, well, he's still got that. Yeah. Guess how much it's worth today. Um, okay, so you've paid him, what, 75 Pounds worth about 75 quid worth of Bitcoin in, in four years ago. Four years ago, so my, my 50 dollars, right? It's worth 400. No, 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 it's not about you. This is my story. I'm just trying to think. He's right. now got 420 quid worth of Bitcoin. Right. So, what I'm saying is, everyone, that hour's work he did in 2017 because he swapped it for a deflationary asset, that asset is now continually paying him. For the hours work so his hourly rate four years yeah, so his hourly rate now has gone up to 425 pounds an hour 
Well, for the uh, if he, if he did if all the work he did in 2017 was for Bitcoin, then yeah, absolutely. But my point, I said to him, I said uh, it's his birthday next month, and hopefully the restaurants will be open so we can all go out and have a family birthday. I said, you're paying, you're paying for my dinner next month, that's for sure. But then, and he agreed, bless him, he agreed. So, so there you go. The moral of that story is invest uh, buy Bitcoin, buy Bitcoin, yeah, buy Bitcoin. No, no, no listen, um, there's there's some wonderful stories when it comes to Bitcoin, definitely. I, I, there's some amazing stories. And maybe, hopefully, when our audience are ready for it, we'll share a little bit more about that. But um, as you know, um, I'm, I, I, I've been, I've been called the the Bitcoin kind of well, you're guy. The, you're the Bitcoin Essex, aren't you? You're Bitcoin Essex. Oh, don't dox me. No, don't dox me. Um, but yeah, no, unfortunately, I lost all of my Bitcoin in a, a terrible boating accident. So um, that, that's, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a very sad tale. But hopefully I'll tell you that a, another time. Um, yeah, Joe, thanks a lot, mate. Um, do you want to promote anything, anything you're, you're up to? No. Uh, preferably the legal stuff. No, listen, I'm, I've got a house all by myself there. Wife's gone. Wife got to mother-in-law's with the two dogs. It's so quiet, mate. Ah, nice. so you got the football then all day. Tonight. Well, football's tomorrow, right? Well, the Arsenal tomorrow. The but Arsenal we've still tomorrow. got a whole Saturday schedule. Yeah, all right, exactly. we'll enjoy that. Uh, once again, everyone, if you want to get ready for the great reopening, go and check out GoSalon.uk. It's a great way to make retail easy for you and your clients. Um, and yeah, follow us on all the channels, Salonomics, and you know, just type in Salonomics. It's the only word in Google that relates to me and him. Yes. All right? yes. So simple. Salon Omics. 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 Cheers, Joe. Cheers, Have mate. Have a great weekend. And you too. Congrats to your family. Take care. Look forward to it. Bye, mate. Bye.